0: Ciao!
1: Ciao. <laughs> Open your mouth. Open your mouth wider. Wider.
0: Ah. Ah.
1: Well, there it is, you little bugger. There it is. What? <laughs> Well, your clitoris, it's deep down in the bottom of your throat.
0: <laughs>
1: now, now, Miss Lovelace. R- uh, listen, having a clitoris deep down in the bottom of your throat is better than having no clitoris at all.
0: <laughs> it's easy for you to say. <laughs> Suppose your balls were in your ear.
2: Chris. Ciao, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Jalo Ciao Ciao. <laughs> I'm Creep.
1: <laughs> I'm choking. Sorry. I'm choking <coughs> on Benadryl. Yeah. My, na- my new name is twenty uno.
2: <laughs> That's twenty one in Swahili. For those who don't know. Um. And um, if you're wondering um, what that dialogue was at the beginning of the show, um, I just figured since we're kind of doing a porn that I could just rip dialogue from Deep Throat and put it on <laughs> over the beginning and it would basically be the same thing and no one would okay. miss anything. So,
3: Was there dialogue in this movie? I couldn't remember. I don't know. I was trying to
2: read lips, but all of them have very thick mustaches and beards. <laughs> 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 oh man I'm sorry
1: <laughs>
2: here we go yeah. it's it's we're like four seconds in and this already is that show
1: it's just I, I think I want to announce that this may be my last show if it turns out that you guys like this movie
2: <laughs> really <laughs> <laughs> well this might be my last show I just can't if, take it. if other stuff happens um, but you know, it got a
1: 5.0 on
2: IMDB. I don't know how this, actually, I
3: don't know how it got that high of a score first. Yeah. It Is it
1: 10 votes or less?
3: <laughs> no, I don't know. I didn't we'll, see have how... to, we'll have to dig into the IMDB algorithms and yeah. figure this out.
2: But, um,
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, but we'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, I, I want to update some other, some other stuff, too. Um, a lot of the music you're going to be hearing tonight on the show is actually um, the score from last episode's film, The Girl Who Knew Too Much, because I finally have it now, and I figure I might as well use it.
1: Uh, thank you. But I And I can say on behalf of all of our listeners, thank you.
2: I <laughs> will be putting that beautiful song about the eyes, though, that Stella Seabiscuit sings. I mean...
1: <laughs> still shining <laughs> <Stella Seabeskin. laughs> holy cow
3: are you saying that cuz she has a horse face uh, no her face is just super long
2: so it's a horse yeah. face um she was a mess dude but we'll get into that a little bit later too um and uh yeah so um i guess we're going to be
3: jumping right into the uh um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. How does the show usually start? Well, we we usually have like a list or something. I don't know if you want to talk about the top tens yet. We we definitely need. Oh, we need. Uh, that was the thing I didn't write down. We have to make our
2: picks for and our picks. Yeah. Oh, dude, this is gonna be an action-packed show. Not as much action as Chicken Skin back doing a Remy on um freaking Mr. Ed, but um it is almost that good. <laughs>
3: I'm still trying to <laughs> com- compute what you just said. The dude with the chicken skin back. Chicken skin back. All yeah. right. Doing, okay. doing a I, Remy. I'm catching up. Doing a Remy. A uh, Remy. All right. I think I know what that means. I took, I took anatomy. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So um,
2: let's go into the listener top 10. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was my... Okay. Okay um let's see here so there were some things in here that were kind of shocking i will say not shocking like i can't believe it but more like oh wow i can't believe that you know what i'm saying sure okay there's a difference there is it's not like oh i can't believe that shitty movie got but it was like holy shit i can't believe that movie okay so this one didn't seem to be a shocker to our listeners or to us but at number 10 all the colors of the dark uh, number nine.
1: Creep, could you um, tell us how many people um, you're, you're pulling uh, data from? Absolutely not. <laughs> what do you think this is,
2: Florida? Yeah. <laughs> it's no hanging, um, Here's what I'll say. We had twice as many people this time than we did last time. So, okay, so four people. So we have three people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait.
1: So we had one and a half people Yeah, left. last
2: time Salami was one of the voters. Um, so um, so yeah, so it is kind of a, a neat poll across the board. Um, I like how Chris had an absolute question on the first one. Wait a minute. I call bullshit. Hold it. Uh, how many people are on this? Okay, no, but seriously. So number 10 was um, All the Colors of the Dark. Number nine, Who Saw or Die? Number nine. Number nine. Number eight, Death Walks in High Heels. Number seven, The Girl That Knew Too Much. Number six, Your Vice is a Locked Room. Number five, Five Dolls for an August Moon. That
1: worked. Wow. How, how appropriate.
2: Number four, Eyeball.
1: Dun, dun, dun,
2: dun, dun, dun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: such a good song. Uh, number three, Cat and Nine Tails. All right. Now, this is when some people might be going, what the fuck? Yep. Because number two is Stage Fright. Mm-hmm. And number one is House of the Laughing Windows.
3: Okay. See, I was, I was thinking you forgot Stage Fright somewhere down at 9 or 8. <laughs> like You skipped one.
2: No, dude. I, it's not that I don't think that movie's good. I just didn't think that many people liked it. Right, it, or like respected it as a yellow yeah. film. So that was the thing that <clears throat> kind of set me back. But... Um, like, House of the Laughing Windows was, like, by far, like, more than half of the people who sent stuff in had that as number one.
3: I kind of got that
2: vibe from the Facebook group. Yeah. From, yeah, from the people yelling at me and stuff, yeah. I got that vibe, <laughs> too. <laughs> well,
1: and it is it is pretty interesting because I think that most people regard the House with the Laughing Windows as a pretty classic Giallo film. Yeah. Uh, even though it doesn't necessarily follow exactly some of the, um, some of the, some of the typical, um, characteristics, which is, you know, the urban theme Mm -hmm. and the, um, all the sexy girls and stuff. But I think that most people consider that to be a pretty, uh, classic Jalo. And at the same time we have, um, also people who think that stage fright is you know in the you know in the top five and i don't think that stage fright is a bad film either i think it's actually a really good film um considering when it was made and um you know what what it, what it tried to accomplish it just seems weird to me that people always group it in with with jala it's just a fun really movie mm-hmm.
3: yeah with an
2: italian director and what a lot of fun yeah. outfit Dance numbers and saxophone solos and bird heads. Oh yeah! What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, granny panties are more fun than lace panties, according to Always. this list. Mm. Which is cool. Just must all everyone must be married and afraid to say anything.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Here is a. But, but I guess. Oh, go ahead. a quick thing that I was that I, I think maybe. I don't know if we brought it up when we did Stage Fright or I wanted to, or maybe I wrote about it on my site. I can't remember, but I'm trying to find a parallel with Stage Fright. It seems like we've got like a role reversal. So we've got, you know, a whole bunch of Italian films that came out in the early to mid 70s that featured black love killers and murder mysteries. And then those kind of influenced the American slashers. And in turn, um, you know, the American slashers were more about, okay, we already know who the killer is. It's not you know going to be a big mystery it's more about the stalking and the death sequences and the tension and um stage fright seems to be more of a slasher than a giallo but it's made at a time when slashers were popular in america so it's it, it's i guess i'm wondering if that's part of the reason why it's hard for people to kind of put stage fright in the right category if it if it even deserves a category i mean i can see That the film obviously has characteristics of both types of films but because of the country of origin and the time frame you know the the, in the historical context when it came out it's kind of weird it kind of throws everything off a little bit yeah what do you got about that eric
3: i yeah i guess uh i think it's because they you brought up a good point that the the american slashers were always you know jason michael myers people you knew were who, who were the killers in stage fright, they still had that classic mystery of who's behind that owl mask. I mean, like, you, you and... know...
0: But
2: you didn't care. Yeah, you know who it is, but it's, it's like... You, they never really give, like, a really good look at him. It's always, like... The only time you see him is
1: in the beginning, right? Everybody's burnt. Oh, wait, now you see him at the end. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he has no relationship to anybody, and he has no real motive other than he's just a maniac. What's his
2: name? Is it Irving Wallace? Wait, that's not...
1: Yeah. Is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something that like sounds that. It sounds right.
2: like that. Yeah. It was kind of cool. There were some definitely yeah. awesome kills in it for sure. Yeah. Oh, sure, definitely.
3: Yeah. So I don't know what, what or why I picked that movie or you know any any of that. It's just because it was. Uh, I wanted to see. You know, people said the Italian horror genre was dead by, you know, the early 80s, so I wanted to take a look to see if that was was the case, and I think they were doing pretty well, still with Stage Fright, and who knows maybe we'll find something else too.
2: You know what I just realized? The top two movies were Eric's picks, weren't they?
3: Oh, look at that Prepare to add a, another one for the top three <laughs> tonight
1: I wonder if um, Eric is really the other two uh, <laughs> people, or the other three people who wrote in Hush now <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my gosh that's awesome um, another thing that was funny on the list I don't know if it's funny is the right word but um, a lot of people picked um, all had your vice at the same number a lot of people picked that at number 4 across the board Right. Um, that was kind of interesting I thought that was the only one that was the only movie that had like people were kind of like everyone on the same page with it.
3: Uh huh. It's kind of a safe film as far as like as yellow, the yellow standards go. I think it, it's good right there in the middle. And yeah. I, could, I could see why. I mean, it's still kind of crazy that everyone put it at the same exact spot, but I can see why it fell kind of towards the middle. Yeah. But
1: it's, it's a very interesting list of films. I think that if we were to vote again after watching all 10 of them a second time that we may vote differently.
3: Yeah. I think I told you guys that death walks in high heels is already kind of going back up the list for me. Chris, are you surprised at how low, um, girl who knew too much
1: was at? No, no, just people just don't understand. You know? Oh, wow.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, what can I say? It's, it's, Um, uh, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. And I think that again, as I, I I don't know if I explained it well enough in, in the, um, the last episode, but I think that I just have this very personal connection with that film simply because it just shows me like where everything kind of started. It's like, you know, when you listen to Beethoven's first symphony and you say, well, this is really kind of simple compared to his seventh or his fifth or his ninth. But if you listen to it for where the what the potential was or, you know, um, you know, you listen to the first uh, you know, you listen to Please Please Me. A lot of people don't like the early Beatles, but you can see, you know, how much influence that record had and how how much potential they had. I think that's why it's, Real quick, it's more of a favorite of mine. What is Baba's ninth film? His ninth yeah. film? Is this a quiz or can I look it you up? You can look it up if you want.
2: What
3: is this?
1: I just want to hear what he's comparing
3: some kind to of subliminal like
1: symphony <laughs> oh okay <laughs> there you go that's funny.
3: so nine Mario f- Bava's own, did he even make nine, well I'm sure he, I know he made nine films but nine giallo, well, he
1: made nine but I, the problem is he made so many look, like things in, in the very beginning documentary yeah. shorts, could we not we'll not call those, so Black Sunday is his first film and um, honestly that's probably hard to top because that's a pretty good film um, I don't know if Black Sunday is better or is. I don't know if the girl who knew too much is is better than Black Sunday because I don't think it is. But um, one, two, three. Mm. So Blood and Black Lace is his ninth film. If you go Ooh, by. But then you
3: know what. I'm not gonna laugh so hard. So. <laughs> yeah. But in between there is aren't there like sword and sandal flicks and yeah hercules
1: like, in the haunted world just like beethoven black right. sabbath and the whip in the body and
3: kind of going all over the place yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: i
3: i just like believe beethoven.
2: this worked very good that was a very good analogy Chris. An ex-
3: good experiment <laughs> yeah
2: I, I enjoyed the answer to that that works and,
1: and really i wasn't necessarily comparing um girl who knew too much to later bava i was comparing it to oh, later jalo okay like the, like the, all right. I'm you. fucking with you, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Screw
1: you guys. I'm going
3: home. <laughs> Take your ball with <clears throat> you. Well, your eyeball.
0: Ooh.
3: <laughs> I
1: think that, I think from now on, whenever anybody says eyeball, we, we should thoughts. automatically break into the theme I, I and start singing it. I agree with you 100%. So who's,
3: Even at a work meeting.
1: Yeah. And try to try to sync it up when you do the post production with the soundtrack. Especially if you're at a work (laughs) meeting.
3: Creep, quick! What's Umberto Lenzi's ninth movie? (laughs) Is it eyeball? (laughs) I'm sure it probably
2: is. And I'm the only one singing. Okay. Um, But speaking, I forgot already. Speaking of eyeballs,
3: Temple of the White Elephant, by the way.
2: Oh. (laughs) <laughs> um i actually uh watched um spasmo last night yeah, that's a weird film. that is a very anxiety inducing film <laughs> i liked it more than i thought i was going to so so the title is justified <clears throat> no the title spasmo justified a tv show oh thank you
3: for clearing that up
2: <laughs> dun, dun 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 dun. Okay. Um, no, but seriously, um, we—that's a band, my friend. Um, Urge Overkill. No, just normal Overkill. Oh. Okay. It's a metal band, I think. Uh, yeah. So we got a, an email, an answer to a question that I asked a while back, um, and here it is. It's from Peter Neal. He says, "Dear Creep." I can confirm the existence of the Jane Fonda commercial you were discussing on your fantastic show, Jalo Chow Chow. If I recall correctly, she proudly asked the viewer, not bad, huh? And not, not bad, nah? Hope that helps. (laughs) Chow. Okay, so now I have someone else who said they do remember seeing this commercial, but now it is the commercial has just been wiped off the planet. No one can find it anywhere.
1: So. And not only that, but it's the guy who also can confirm this is also the author of Tenebrae. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, dude. I I heard Peter Neal, and I'm like, okay. Oh, so I... he made it out. That's awesome. <laughs>
3: Wait, what was the commercial for again?
2: Um. Like Oil of Olay or something like that. They have a bunch of Jane Fonda commercials. But the one where it's like, not bad, nah. I haven't been able to find it. (laughs) So, but apparently she says, huh. Now, um, for those of you who have been keeping up with the Monday Night Wars, Jane Fonda is also on that, not saying anything. But that's a whole other bag of worms for a different day. So. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. What else was there? Were there any other updates? No, I think that's it. And, and Everything else going okay? You guys having any
3: issues you need yeah. to talk about? No. You're going to go get attacked by bears tomorrow? Yes, I'm going to head out to the Badlands of South Dakota and hang out with the Bison and the Coyotes and the Bears and uh, just discover my inner man. Oh wow. That's right.
2: Hello.
3: Maybe I'll finally grow some chest hair. Nice. <laughs> yeah, otherwise slow slow couple weeks in the yellow business, I think. So I'm um, not much to report on my end. Still kind of in in retirement mode from other podcasting, which isn't true because I'm still doing a couple of shows. Are
2: you getting kind of depressed that 100 Years of Horror is over? Do you feel like a part of you is missing?
3: no not really that's good yeah I'm. it'll always be
2: well I was over that show in fucking 1983 I was done No, <laughs> <I> know
3: <laughs> nothing good came after that <laughs> that was the Mendoza line of horror alright
2: Chris how are you up to
1: oh I'm up to that was an awful way of talking speaking how am I up to I'm up to how? how I'm doing how? right now
3: how are you, what are you doing on your own some yeah
1: on my own, <laughs> all on your own. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, same as Eric. I mean, I don't really have much to report. It's a, uh, you know, summer's over. Kids are, you know, my my son started school, and uh, I'm watching Jallo and um, going to work, and that's about it. Nice. You know, I'm 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 excited. Um, I've had I'm starting to have some thoughts about the next version of the website. Um, some things are percolating um, some layout changes um, you know we're getting to uh, um, we're getting closer and closer to the milestone <clears throat> of 50, 50 films on the site so um, I'm thinking that uh, once we reach that goal or once we reach that, that milestone um, that I may decide to just place the serve as- Ursula on the homepage at all times yes <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, the, the the theme, the the, the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I was thinking about doing some analytics. You know, putting. I think we talked about this a, a bunch of shows ago, where we would um, we would we would create reporting that would basically say, you know, um, how many films uh, from this particular year um, featured uh, a foreign. Uh, Farner or uh, you know like basically taking one or two uh, items of the score and then cross-referencing it with uh, films of a particular year or or a particular director or whatever and then kind of graphing it just 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 for fun I mean obviously it's ridiculous I was
2: gonna ask you do you give points for people having conversations that last over several locations (laughs)
1: no but i should (laughs) i mean that's
2: been happening in like a lot of these movies but i don't know if that's just an italian form of storytelling or if that's
1: just on here i don't know it seems weird that two people would be talking about something and then when when they're not on camera they say to each other okay let's finish this conversation in the car but in mid-sentence. Yeah,
2: you know, and then let's finish that conversation in that park.
1: Yeah. Wait. And I, I started watching um, uh, The Pajama Girl Case, and there's a lot of that in there, mm. in that film. Well, that
2: one kind of jumps all over the place anyway.
1: You ain't kidding. You fucking love that movie. Stop it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about it, because I'm trying to give it a... I'm trying to give it a fair give shake it, on a second, the old second college video. try, college try, yeah. So, um, but I'm excited that you know, there's there's kind of a, a good amount of films in there. I don't know, like I said, if um, if, if I, I I toyed with the idea of making a, a, an iOS uh, app Ooh. for JalloScore. Score, um, basically as a as a as a really selfish way of of um, learning how to build. Um, iPhone apps without having a, you know, having to do it for work, yeah. um, because we really don't have anything going on at at, at my work that would build that, that kind of a that where I would need to learn that sort of programming. So, but I, I, it really would need to have a purpose, kind of, sort of. I wonder if you know we could have a an app that would stream in the podcasts so that you wouldn't necessarily have to grab them from iTunes, so you could listen to us through the the through the Jalo Chow Chow app, but I mean, I, I don't know how far that I'm gonna go with that.
3: So that's pretty <laughs> hard. I know that's a possibility that other podcasts have been starting to go to just because of the, the iTunes that people are just getting kind of sick of how much bandwidth that uses up and uh, and things like that. They're all switching over. Even Stitcher is kind of dying out, and they're just streaming podcasts. That's horrible because they retweet us. They do now, don't yeah. they? Don't die out,
1: Stitcher. <laughs> fight the good fight, right? Well, if you, and if you have other things, other types of content that you know people are interested in besides the podcast, then it makes sense to throw everything into an app. Yeah. Um, because then you kind of got a central location for everything. But you know, we'll see. Could I, like use,
3: I said, I, could, I don't know. Maybe this is a pipe dream. Could you? like have someone click on a movie that they want to watch and then while they're watching it they can they have a little checklist and they can check the items off when they catch it or they see it yeah yeah I mean you could certainly what do score that score they end up with I don't know
1: well if if anything I would like to build that for myself because what ends up happening is <laughs> I'm watching the film on my iPhone on the train and another another check thing needs to come and and I have to stop the movie Go sure. to my website, log in, and it's like it's tiny little check boxes and I've gotta pinch and zoom out and uh you just it's, make it's your check boxes of, bigger. Well yeah, yeah I mean I, I when I built the site there was no such thing as an iPhone, so. <laughs> I'm iPhone with you, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, no, I was trying to give you a legitimate answer. Oh, that was a good one. No,
2: I, I I am of the thought that things just need to be bigger all the time.
1: So bigger is and, better. Let's move on to uh, the film of the week
2: here. Oh, well,
1: no. before
2: that, <clears throat> there is one thing I want to say. Um, I want to give a big donka to, which I believe is thank you. Um, it might not be. So I'll say thank you to Corpse Cast Podcast, who um, gave this show a bunch of props and really gave Jaloscore a ton of props and talked about it on their last show. So thanks, guys. That's super sweet. Uh, Mike over there is kind of my uh, secret boyfriend. It's not so secret. It's not so secret because he talks about it out loud. So um, thanks, Mike. And, I mean, he's got a lot of man
3: man loves out there, and you're, I think, at the top. Well, I am a power top.
2: So He needs it. Yeah. And um the silky Shane Diablo over there who is the drummer for one of my favorite bands in the world, Die Monster Die. So that's just um a couple of cool motherfuckers talking about fun motherfucking shit. So thanks guys.
3: Oh it's one way to to send some props. Yeah. So go listen to their show, it's pretty good. It is. All
2: right. Um, oh, and if you're keeping up with Spider-Gate 2014, um, my bite was more necrotic than I thought, and I had to go back to the hospital. Um, they had to pull a bunch of shit out of it and put a bunch of stuff in it, and um, then when I got in my car, a Black Widow fell down from my dashboard onto my leg and i screamed like a woman and jumped out of the car and danced and was afraid to get back in my car for at least 20 minutes but i figured if i was going to get bit again being in the parking lot of the emergency room was probably the best place to be so um i sucked it down and just did it but i think i got the spider out of the car so that's where the whole bite process did you fumigate from. it <clears throat> no, I just went in there with my hands and pulled everything out and tried to oh, okay. find it by scaring it. I was going,
0: Ooga booga, Ooga booga.
2: You Just oh, wore God. a big rubber suit? No, I just stuck my hand under there. Oh. But um it was a lot scarier than I'm making it sound and I was much more feminine than I'm making it sound. Um you're sounding pretty feminine. Yeah. So now my foot just has a big hole in it and I'm trying to get it to uh not be like that. Still kinda swollen. I'm not very good at walking still, but eventually, according to the doctors, my foot won't fall off and I'll be normal. That's excellent
1: news. Yes. It is?
2: Hurts like a motherfucker, though. So, Does it look kind
3: of like a Fulci type of foot? Um, yeah. If If you were to design a necrotic spider bite? Yeah, it kind of resembles...
2: The pencil and the ankle in Evil Dead, but oh. not at all like that. <laughs> so, if that helps at all, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah, it helps so much. Cool. I'm glad. I'm really glad. Um, do we want to go right into the movie, or do we want to talk about our three picks? Are we gonna do that at the end?
3: Um, yeah. Yes. yeah let's save it for the end as like a little preview
2: okay well then in that case what I'll do now is play the Italian um, trailer for the very family friendly film Sister of Ursula
0: sorella, sei una puttana, hai già fatto l'amore con lui, hai fatto l'amore col mio assassino. Che non voglio che tocchi le mie valigie? Mm, per carità, ma chi te le tocca?
1: soltanto un altro dei tuoi soliti incubi
0: Attenta Vanessa, io non cedo il mio posto tanto facilmente Ah, sei tu, non ti avevo riconosciuto
3: And we're back. <laughs> wow, uh, yeah. that's right. Approved by Disney Pixar. Ursula, Ursula, Ursula. <laughs> yeah. You guys watched the Little Mermaid, right? Is that the one we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: In fact, I think that big black. Uh, uh, sorry, that was an octopus. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> You you can can see why I'm having a hard time deciphering the two. um, So, this was Eric's pick. uh, Mm -hmm. Because Eric always picks movies that he watches numerous times before the pick. Yes, I screened this one. I screened this at the old folks' home. We all enjoyed it. (laughs) We made sure it was proper. Yeah. But um, I, I liked your reasoning for picking this movie. I thought a lot of thought went into that. Like, actually, legitimately how you did it. And um, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of a synopsis of this
3: barn burner. All right. <laughs> I sure will. That's Well, I'll lock the here. So, of course, you know, it starts off, so far, so good. Got some classy, poppy music in the background. Beautiful. Got the uh, gorgeous Italian landscape, the uh, the mountainside and the cliffs, and uh, I mean, starts off pretty formulaic. Uh, the the two sisters try to book a room. Uh, they want it nice and quiet. You know, that makes sense. I mean, Ursula, she's a little unsettled by some of the iconography uh, around the house, but that's fine. Uh, she's a statue
2: racist, is what she is. Basically,
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dagmar, she gets a little naked in front of her sister Ursula, which I guess could be normal. I mean, maybe not the sudden switch to porno music when she's doing it. But, I don't know, I've, I've never known sisters are not that close that. that they... Right, so...
2: The, I mean, the best part of that, though, she changes into an outfit, and then the next scene, she's not in that outfit, she's in a different
0: outfit. <laughs>
3: I'm surprised she wasn't in an outfit at all. She sleeps naked. She walks around, talks naked, sits in chairs naked. Puts on
2: jewelry naked.
3: Puts it on different areas of her body naked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so that's that's kind of the introduction of these characters. We meet a couple more at at the club, uh, which I guess is attached to this hotel. the The hotel manager Roberto. Uh, we see some Drew Barrymore alike singing. I think you mentioned her name earlier, Stella. <laughs> you <They> were
2: so <laughs> mean to Drew Barrymore.
1: <laughs> Poor Drew. Yeah. Stella hey. Artois. Stella by Starlight. Right. Stella What's in the Dark.
2: Um, Stella Shining.
1: Shining. Stella Shining.
3: You know, like shining. shining bleached butthole. a shiner on her forehead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So Ursula, she's still feeling a bit tense and uptight. She doesn't like some of their new acquaintances that they're meeting. Uh, she's, she especially doesn't like this uh, Filippo character. She's, she keeps bringing up the fact that he's going to be the death of her. He's going to murder her. And she doesn't like Dagmar hanging around him and, and associating herself with him and kind of crushing after him, basically. I mean, he's he's a pretty handsome guy, right?
2: If you like guys with no eyes because they're tilting their heads so they can look through their bangs,
3: then like, yes. He's, he's pretty emo. Yeah. The kids say. The like kids a cross between
2: that. emo and Eric Estrada and Chips. Uh-huh. Right. Like a weird mix.
3: Well, uh, yeah, this guy uh, played by Mark Porell who was Don Alberto in Don't Torture a Duckling. So it's, it's quite the contrast. This is probably when he's headed towards his downfall with his heroin addiction, which he kind of, there's kind of a meta type scene when he's injecting himself with heroin. But he's doing it all for the undercover. Wait. Oh, no, don't.
1: No. Oh.
2: (laughs) For those of you who aren't watching this movie for the pubic hair, there is actual some sort of semblance of a plot, and we might ruin it for you. You can cut that part out. (laughs) I'm not going to cut anything out keep that in there like European
3: foreskin so, so those are our characters um, basically <laughs> that's kind of the like the plot we eventually come to learn is that these sisters are kind of tracking down their mother uh, their father's just died they got this inheritance so pretty paint by numbers yellow plot so far you know money's involved who's this money going to and what they're going to do with it but uh, in between all of this I guess the secondary plot of the movie is this a killer who hides in the shadows. And uh, he comes after these people who had just finished having sex. And um, he actually approaches them. Sorry. So he comes after they come after. Wait. Uh, he. <laughs> I guess he has like some kind of a, an agreement, a monetary agreement with them where he will pay them to let him watch and then they always kind of scold him afterwards They're like why would you want to watch when you could actually get here under the covers blah, blah, blah. or what right. they say is
2: I really earned that money waka waka uh-huh. <laughs>
3: so um, yeah the first couple he he, uh, he kind of stalks in the shadows and watches they have this little tryst beneath a Donald Duck poster ridiculous so like you said, a nice family affair. Family space flight. Donald Duck. <laughs> Donald Duck in space. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, he he has a good time watching them. The guy kind of books it. She, she, well, basically, she kicks him out, because she's a hooker. So she kicks him out of there, and uh, she says, Did you like what you see? Was it worth your money? Blah, blah, blah. And then she gets... She gets stabbed, or is she the first one to get knocked over the head? because I know he uses a knife at first.
2: Well, he uses a knife on the boys and what he does yeah. to the girls is an awesome backhand combo with some phallic thing.
3: Backhand right. phallic. Which we don't yeah, we don't see it till then. We see it we see the the silhouette of this large phallic object getting hard which may or may not resemble a penis <laughs> for the listeners out there who are following along. Or a weird Santa. Yeah. yeah. Could be a weird Santa. Could be. And uh, this uh, this is all coinciding with Ursula having these visions and these nightmares throughout the film. Uh, she's still not a fan of Filippo, uh, this drug addict who's sort of in the middle of this affair with Stella. And uh, as you mentioned earlier in the film, there's sort of a, a uh, kind of scatological scene maybe not so much scatological yeah, I'm trying as... to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go they didn't go that far but um yeah he's basically nose deep down in that oh crack. yeah yeah
0: down in that crack <laughs> oh
3: okay so there's there's all that that love affair going on even though she she kind of doesn't really appreciate his presence she's kind of sick of him being so jealous of all the other guys she hangs out with, and uh, she doesn't like his his drug addiction and his drug habits. And so they're basically setting Filippo up to be this red herring. I think Roberto is kind of a red herring, too, a little bit, because he's got his wife, the other manager, the partner of this hotel, and they're in the Vanessa. middle of this divorce, Vanessa. Who tried to touch
2: Arusula, yeah. and she said, That's Don't right.
0: you touch me! <laughs>
3: Ursula, um, she's kind of got an octopus kind of mouth, doesn't she? She does. She was.
2: uh I'm sure you are going to tell us, so go ahead. I won't spoil it.
3: Spoil oh, it like yeah, Feta, so
2: baby, I'm, like Feta.
3: Yeah, Roberto, he he's uh, kind of. I don't know. He has multiple affairs going on, so he's not very the most, or he's not very trustworthy as a guy. So. We're getting to meet all these different red herrings and and things going on until we get towards the end. Um, Ursula is overcome by this vision of her father with two women, she says, in a vulgar scene. And she keeps talking about her father, this dead father, and she still talks about him like he's still alive. And uh, Dagmar's telling her, you know, you gotta give up these these visions that you're having. And Dagmar, she's um, still kind of fantasizing over this Filippo guy. So as this kind of gets stronger and stronger, her visions, Ursula's visions get stronger and, and uh she starts seeing visions of Filippo murdering them. And uh Roberto and his wife Vanessa are still Well oh, Vanessa's a lesbian. Isn't that yeah. what's going on? Yeah, she's she's, 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 she's with, having some lesbian experimentation. Yes, Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. So Jenny is one of these victims after this sexual escapade that we see uh, she ends up with a, a bloodied hatchet wound herself <gasps> and so we start to figure out what's going on here they're, they're getting bludgeoned over the head by this killer and uh, things are being inserted somewhere vi- pretty violently uh, I think it happened also to a, a couple that wanted to stay at the hotel underage mind yeah dear. but I heard that <laughs> in Europe 16 is legal
2: so legal to see i don't know it, it felt kind of
3: weird i was just kind of like uh i mean even if the actors were over you know legal age it's in america it still felt a little strange yeah It Was like immediately after they mentioned that they were and 16 and 15 dude was like i have a
2: giant head and a little tiny body look out i'm coming for you ah
3: very <laughs> didn't compelling. help with the little fro he had
1: it really, really
3: disturbing.
1: <laughs> so uh-huh. disturbing. <laughs>
3: it was really. That awkward. probably
1: was the scariest moment of the of the whole movie for me. Was him standing up, dude. And... It was creepy. He was like a <laughs>
2: like one of those gray aliens. Like, oh, it was really yeah. Creepy. Like no definition to his body, and just like lanky, and I
0: don't know
2: more joints than there
3: should be, or something. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, he. The killer is just kind taking of taken down all these people, whether they're tied together or not. It's more or less just to, to show that there's a killer in their midst. He doesn't like and the boom boom. He does not. It's pretty much... He doesn't even wait for this young couple to finish before he attacks them. Usually he at least has the decency to let them finish copulating. Yeah. Uh, like, like he does with the lesbian couple. Uh, Vanessa kind of hightails it out of there. Jenny's murdered. And so this is when it kind of comes to a head with uh, Roberto being the red herring because he does admit to hiding the body because he doesn't want any more scandals in his uh, hotel. Uh, But he does... uh, I mean, he's very adamant about the fact that he did not kill Jenny. He just, you know, hit her. So Ursula meets up with Vanessa. Ursula. Ursula, Arugula, whatever her name is. Arugula. There you go. Gives her the 411 on what, what she thinks is going on. Ghetto.
2: gangster, I like it.
3: <laughs> wow. I don't know, is that, is that an area code or something? No, that's a number for information. I think you need that, though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ursula, of course, runs away, <laughs> screaming Papa over and over, so still right. knows something's not right in her head. I was waiting for it, one of those little in. statue things to jump down and kill her.
2: Oh, wouldn't that that have been just I was a little bit of a little bit of a little of those. Are they going to get her or what?
0: Mm-hmm. But
3: anyway. Anyway. Yeah, this is the part where I think I might have fallen asleep, so... Oh, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> I a I bit I a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of this film, which of this film, which of kind of regret. But oh. um. When. When I did come back, I came back to the, the ending and, you know, the reveal and everything, and that kind of already spoiled that for the most part. Spoil it. Um, but if you, you don't want it to be spoiled, then don't listen to me talk anymore. Go a watch the movie. job right now. This is
2: horrendous, guys. I'm like talking to some dudes, watching some girl with a dote in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling a little weird. Go ahead.
3: I'm comfortable with my sexuality. This is fine. Yeah. I'm wondering what, <clears throat> what this is. What you're in preparation for, or is this just preparation? H, I'm watching the yeah. movie in the background, so I have things to talk about. That's how you do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So to spoil it, um, basically, Filippo, who is kind of just the CD character with a drug addiction and has jealousy issues with uh, Stella. He uh, reveals that he's an undercover policeman, and that actually, in fact, <clears throat> all the people inside of the hotel are working for the police, and they've been following Roberto around and following everyone else around. And uh, they basically try to, I don't know, they try to book Roberto. And uh, what they don't realize is that Ursula is actually behind it all, and uh, she. Channels her father because her father had some issues with sexuality and in the like and I guess he was kind <clears> of a Philanderer himself and so he didn't um, Appreciate the woman figure and kind of like to mutilate them And so she's basically just kind of messed up and then she disappears into the darkness and falls into some chasm and We never see her again <laughs> and That's the film
1: it's so much different when you say it and <laughs> let's not forget the final shot of uh our our, our hero I mean, my hair is not in my eyes
3: was that when he tries to put it in her back so no, he like oh, a he like movie.
2: turns and the sun's shining behind him and he has his hands <laughs> through his hair it's quite beautiful um <clears throat> I, I did want to share my favorite line from the film Yes, please. Talks you guys about. fill in the gaps. Oh, this is the perfect movie for me to fill in a gap. Let me tell you. Oh, no. eh. Did I use the wrong euphemism? No, that's you? the right one, baby. Um, uh, Dagmar was telling um, Flip guy why um, what was going on with her dad, and um, something rendered him impotent. And the mom left about a year later, or something like that. So she says, like, you know, it rendered him impotent. My mom left. It was a terrible blow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
2: I was laughing so hard. Like that's so 14 years old of me, but um, that was hysterical. I was like, yeah, but that was Ooh, that, that was that's in good. the subtitles. Yeah, right? that was in the subtitles. Was is there a English language version of this?
1: Uh, not that I know.
3: Okay. I don't believe so, because I actually had the <clears throat> uh, the Severin release that they did here in the states, and um, well, I'm sorry, I don't know if I don't think Severin is is United States distributor, but uh, yeah, I had the most recent release, and it was just in Italian, and I had to get the subtitles.
2: Right. So yeah, that was that was some that was some good shit right there. Um, Chris, would you like to yes. say a few things about this, or would you like to say I
1: would. things? I would love to say a few things. First of all, um, I think that the, the 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 actress who played Ursula is 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 very very beautiful. Um, I like her hair. Um, and I'm like, all right. Where have I – and her? she's got these eyes that look like she's from outer space. Yeah. And uh, I'm watching this movie, and I'm going, where have I seen her before? And she was in Suspiria. She was – yeah. The, <clears throat> yeah, she was the, the the girl who says, I think that girls whose names begin with the letter S are the names of snakes. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to bring that up because I, I thought that was kind of funny that I – picked her out but um see I thought she was the
2: girl from Tenebrae who was the shoplifter and the girl who was the babysitter in House by the Cemetery and I was wrong on both accounts
1: oh yeah okay and the girl who played um the girl who played the shoplifter in Tenebrae is the same actress that played the girl who makes a cameo in Inferno um you know like you know the scene in inferno when they're in italy and they're in the music hall and they're listening to the music and there's this woman and she's sitting there and she's holding a cat and she's petting the cat and the the um the, the windows open and the uh and the air uh, the wind comes in i don't know if you, you is know, she the girl and the cat or, with the cat she's the girl with the cat she, it was supposed to be implied that she was the third mother the mother of, of Tears I guess mm-hmm. um, which they finally ended up making a movie about um, much later yeah. but um, anyway totally uh, going off on a tangent but uh, so uh, listen I the first thing I want to say is uh, with this film um, the very first thing that I have to say is that uh, the set the, the, the main theme okay main musical theme which starts at the very beginning and starts every time the sex scene's about to begin. Um, I, I, I know I'm dating myself and we really, I'm really going to challenge the, the, the age range of our listenership. Um, but uh, there is a song that was released in the sixties. Now I'm 41. So this, I, I wasn't around when this thing came out, but I'm, I'm old enough to know enough about older music. <clears throat> Yeah, to tell. be familiar with the song. Right, exactly. I was around back then. Um, anyway, so there's a song that Burt Bacharach Ooh. wrote called um, This Guy's in Love With You. And it was performed by Herb Alpert, the guy who... The Tijuana um, Brass, man.
2: The
1: yeah, the guy who did the Dating Game theme song and all that other stuff. So, um, for some odd reason, I researched this particular song within the last say six months or so and um this song that's the main theme in ursula is almost the exact same song and so of course um for the last three days i've had both of these songs in my head and they just won't leave can you you sing it for us right now no
3: No. sing both and then we'll note the subtle yeah do it
0: no
1: If you if you if you YouTube this guy's in love with you, you'll see this very, very corny video of Herb Alpert walking around in California with his wife singing this song to her. But it's the same – it's kind of the same melody. It's the same pacing. It's the same rhythm. It's got that – ugh. and it's like – I don't know if I like the song. I used to kind of like it and then I watched this movie and now I don't like it anymore. So it's kind of
3: ruined it for me. So <clears> – <throat> Well, come on! So you can mean. Put this on on you know anniversary nights and <laughs> or when you're like having sex with horses.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think that the I think that the main problem I have is the scene where uh, Stella Shining is singing the song in the club twice, and yeah. she's and she's moving her hair, her hands through her hair, but. Not like you could tell that she was forcing it because like her hand gets stuck in her hair at one point and then she, she pulls it around the back of her head and, and what's, what's on her forehead? Do we, do we know? I think
2: honestly, is? She, I mean, it was like three little diamonds or whatever, but I think she had like yeah. a zit on her forehead because later when there's no diamonds on her forehead, there's still a <laughs> bump there. So she was either growing another eyeball or, um, she just had some clogged pores
1: and her hair's all frizzy. I mean, it's like it's dude, it's awful. Train wreck out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> now, meanwhile, I thought that uh, some of the outfits that Ursula wore were pretty were pretty interesting. The the uh, the thigh high Fuck yeah,
2: dude, and the black pretty pants pretty and cool. the beige pullover.
1: <laughs> but but again, I know we we hit on this already. But the the opening scene where they finally got in their room and they're unpacking, and it's five minutes worth of. Uh, Dagmar, is that her name? Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just like getting undressed and sitting in a chair with her, her garter belts on, and then just like full bush, let hanging out, and let's put my robe on. And meanwhile, Ursula is just kind of
2: she's unpacking her Bambi.
1: Yeah, she's mindlessly like going through some of these knickknacks in her. her And that
2: Bambi looked
1: wrecked. Like that thing was rough looking. And, and, and you know, the, the other thing that I, that I got when I was watching this was that it, it, it looked like they tried to overproduce it to a certain extent. Like it, some of the scenes looked like they were so staged. The, the, um, the first scene where they walk into the, the lobby of the hotel, it just looked like you could tell it was a set, yeah. you know, you could. It wasn't you know and the the scene where they're out on the cliff side and um Dagmar meets the hotel manager for the first time i mean, that's a really breathtaking scene when they pan yeah. back and they show the two of them standing on the cliff and um you know they show the 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 whole um, i don't know is that the i guess that's you said that's the the coast so it's got to be the ocean it's
2: the Amalfi amalfi coast right Amalfi.
1: and that's, that's not the it's not an ocean. That's probably the Mediterranean, I guess, right? Uh,
3: yes, I believe you're correct. Yeah, it's on the eastern side.
1: Yeah, I mean, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of times I'm looking at this film going, it just, it looks overproduced. Like, you know, you could, this particular scene where, I'm looking at it right now where they're out talking and it's like sometimes it's, you, it looks like it's <clears throat> what they what you guys call the day for night shots, and it looks like it's really well lit. And then they go back to these um, wide shots of the of the of the cliffs and everything, and it's and it's lighter and it's daylight. Um, it, it just seemed like it, it the production quality was uh, le- left a lot. I mean, I mean, it sound, it seems like they blew most of their budget on those those big wide-angle, you know, panoramic-type shots, and and they didn't really spend much on anything else. Well, it's weird, too, because it looks
2: like they're at a location. Like, they're at a hotel, and a lot of these buildings on this cliffside don't really have a whole lot of depth to them because they're on the side of a freaking cliff. So, like, there's not really a whole lot they could do with the camera. They can't really move it anywhere because the room, like, the lobby is probably the size of, like, a dining room in an apartment. And the the rooms are so freaking cluttered with just crappy furniture and gold picture frames and all sorts of other shit. I don't know if you notice it, but every time someone's on a phone, it's the same phone next to the same lamp. It's like they were just moving that phone and lamp from room to room. (laughs)
0: Let's
2: get on the phone and... um. I don't know so but like as you're saying like things set up like when he walks in and he's talking to Vanessa or whatever and he's like there's just there happens to be these like coins laid out like out in the open for anyone to come and steal and they're supposed they look like they're supposed to be like really expensive coins like why the hell would that just be sitting in the lobby of a hotel like open for anyone to just come up and grab you know, there there were quite a yeah. few things that looked set up like that.
1: Now I think I think I might want to call bullshit I don't know. On what? I'm looking at this I'm looking at this mur- the first murder scene. And... Yeah, you can just put that on repeat, man.
2: Oh wait, you're talking about the murder <laughs> scene. I was talking about the part before that. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, not not the not the not the softcore porn part. Okay. Uh, the part where, uh, no, I'm, I want to call bullshit because I'm looking at that shot that we have on our, on, on our Facebook page with the eyes yeah. and there's a scene immediately after the first girl gets killed that it switches over to Ursula and she wakes up from a dream and I don't think they have the same they eye not It's not just color, but it's the shape.
2: Ursula's eyes are set like two inches farther apart than the eyes yeah. in this thing. And that's what pissed me off the first time I watched this movie. But then um, a second viewing of it, um, I was told by a very wise woman that she thinks the eyes that are in the darkness are really the eyes of Ursula's father telling her you what know. to do. And now that makes sense. And now that's like, oh okay, that's kinda legit. I could follow that. So this well. is so this is what Ursula
1: sees, yeah. not what not what the victim is seeing. It's like okay. her
3: father scene through her. But you know, Chris, I do have to agree with you that the film isn't the best at really setting that up. Not at all. Because <laughs> like
2: seriously, I was like pissed <laughs> no. off. I'm like So okay, I have to like rule out anyone with eyes that aren't that color. And uh-huh. it's obviously a dude, because that is not Ursula's face, and that's definitely not Dagmar. So who can it be? And it's almost like that whole thing, like why I hate High Tension so much. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, exactly. they completely, right. specifically throw you off trail, yeah. just so they can I mean, make there's... that twist happen. Because it's so um, obvious. Like every time someone dies, Ursula
3: two seconds before, I gotta take a nap. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, I appreciate when they want you to read between the lines like that and try to be like, oh, that is the father's eyes that I'm looking at. But then, again, they still have to kind of, you know, give you a few clues so that you're not totally, you know, deliberately led astray. Well, the
2: first thing I missed the first time I watched it, yes, I have watched this more than once. And, and you're watching it again I'm watching right it now. watching it again right now. Is there's a line that, okay, so... At one point in the movie some creepy ass porn star looking doctor comes in the room, touches her forehead, grabs her wrists, and diagnoses her with whatever. Walks out with Dagmar and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's you know scientifically proven she has telekinesis, you know. She could open doors and shut them on command with her mind." Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's perfectly normal. Okay, bye. And so at that point yeah. now she has fucking psychic powers, she's fucking Carrie. Like, when the fuck did that happen?
3: Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys about that. If, like, maybe that was a 70s context thing when that was something that was acceptable in psychology. I just think people didn't can... have the internet, and so they weren't.
2: If if a, someone in a lab coat says, I'm a doctor, this is legit, people go, oh, yeah. shit, that must be some legit
3: shit right there. That doctor guy said so. Right. Yeah, that's a good point, and I was expecting him to be in the movie a lot more than this than he was, But um, because usually I feel like the psychiatrists are involved somehow in some kind of intricate way, but no, he's just there to kind of explain away why she's seeing these visions and why she probably isn't the killer, and she's just telekinetic.
2: I think, honestly, that bit and the cutaway shots of the father's eyes were probably put in after the movie was done like sure. pickups, like hey the producer's like hey this movie doesn't fucking make any sense can you give us something oh yeah yeah we got it cool. we have this great idea watch it'll be awesome i mean like not only that like the ending kind of doesn't make any fucking sense the, the room's lit then it's dark she falls out a window and then hair in the eyes turns around and nobody's in the room not dagmar not nobody no bags no dildo on the nightstand no nothing And then we look back at him and the sun shining bright on him. That was a bunch of bullshit. But, um, so that was weird. His whole character, hair in the eyes, was weird to begin with. But then I'm like, well, he's Italian. So I guess he's allowed to, like, kind of beat up the girls he's dating and all this other shit. And that's
3: okay. Like, I I don't understand that bit. But, um... As, as I spoiled about 15% of the way through my synopsis, he's this undercover narcotics agent. But he does heroin. He's, he's shooting up heroin. I don't know if he's so involved in his job that he's got to do that in the privacy of his own room. But, I mean, most of the story is spent with him yeah, slapping around Stella, getting real jealous, shooting up drugs. It's like well, telling Dag, and then at him, the end, all, the end, all some... and then telling Stella he
2: really likes her. The next scene,
3: yeah, and then surprise, surprise, he's an undercover narcotics agent, which has nothing to do with the plot or what he was doing in the hotel. Well, other he than Roberto, really anything. Roberto,
2: I guess, is a heroin smuggler
3: or dealer, something sure. like that. But why is why is it so much time spent with him and Stella then? Because she's not. She, a heroin dealer she was user
2: taking the heroin in her makeup. They would put the heroin in like her um, lipstick containers. That's yeah. how they were moving the heroin around. But on first watch, I missed all of this. And if you missed the rim job from Chicken Skin Roberto, then you probably <laughs> missed the whole thing with the lipstick heroin
1: cases. Yeah, th- there were definitely a bunch of different, you know, kind of plot twists that all within like two I, minutes I, I, yeah i i don't think i, I wasn't paying close enough attention because i had already decided that it, this was a really awful oh, movie you guys so need to give it more time than that um and so th- and there were a few things about the movie that I, that i was going wait a minute huh I, and and if i cared more about the film i probably would have rewound it to to see what was going on but like at first i didn't uh w- what's the hotel manager's name again roberto roberto it's Roberto. Okay. Chicken skin. So, I, I, at first, I didn't even know that Roberto had a wife, and then there was that whole scene where he, he chases her out. And, and you think it's she Stella at first? Uh, yeah, I thought it was Stella, and then it, it's not Stella. It's somebody else. And then they go out uh, somewhere in a car, and uh, he, he she says something about I'm going to divorce you, and then you see this other woman, Jenny. Uh, Jenny, who ends up being like um, the the lesbian lover. So that part threw me off. And then the – like you said, the the lipstick and – like I I got – I think I got Roberto's wife and Stella's shining. I got them confused.
2: Well, the thing that confused um, me on that is that Roberto and Vanessa were out arguing and then they drove to a place for him to drop her off at Jenny's or whatever – <clears throat> but it wasn't Jenny. She Jenny stays at the hotel. And that threw me off. Like, I didn't realize that that's where Jenny was. So that was, like... On the second viewing, I realized that. Because there's all those little posts with Fabergé eggs on it instead of a handrail for some fucking stupid-ass reason. Like, yeah, this looks beautiful, but if you fall to your death, we don't yeah. give a shit. Just don't knock off the eggs. It was like... That was weird. And she's, like, naked out on the balcony because she's Jenny and she could do that. She's like, I'm Jenny. I don't wear shirts. You're fucking weird. (laughs) But... So there there are a lot of confusing things. But on a second viewing, it seems to make a little bit more sense. The thing that troubles me, dude, this is where I'm having a really hard time. Because if I were to say, oh, my God, there's this movie where... There's a ton of naked chicks and there's a ton of sex. And this one chick's fucking psychic. Her The ghost of her dad is fucking taking over her body to kill people with a fucking giant wooden dildo that's actually a little man. And there's fucking heroin smuggling and fucking all this crazy shit. Like it sounds like the best movie that ever happened. You know what I'm saying? Like when you say it like that. And it has like every single thing in it to be an amazing movie. But it's not. And that's what troubles the shit out of me. It's like it has like every fucking thing in it that any trashy jalo fan would love to have. but it just isn't really that good.
3: It's right. weird yeah and I know I know I'm doing a disservice to our listeners when I say I fall asleep towards the end of the film. Which was my fault putting it on so late? Oh my god, I'm sorry. Trying to cram. It I'm in. watching. Oh, you tried to cram it in. That's funny.
2: Um, I'm watching that weird little alien boy try to make out with that girl. It's kind of creeping me out. So I have my hand up. But my I do still have time
3: to catch my. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quick. I've had so... enough
2: caffeine that I can still catch your sexual innuendos and be grossed out by a little boy. <laughs>
3: that's a, that's
2: excellent. Yeah, little Bobby Brady's going to town, and Eric's making sex jokes. Got it. Right.
1: He looks like Bobby Brady. <laughs> oh
3: my God! Mom always said, "Don't throw a ball in the house."
0: <laughs>
3: but yeah, I agree with you. It's just, I at the same time I don't feel that bad because just how how much it lagged right after the beginning and just got bogged down in dialogue that was unnecessary and it just was the pace of it was killed. And then when they did do the you know that interspersed it with these short kill scenes they were not violent at all which i thought for as much sex as it was and how it got that x certificate yeah. that there was just no violence uh even when he bludgeoned him it was off screen and then maybe you saw a little tiny bit of blood i was but... trying
2: to figure that out like how would they have shown because like it seems like they're dying from vaginal penetration
3: yeah. So, like, he knocks them out, and they don't necessarily die from that. But then it's how how does he kill afterwards. him with that? It's not sharp. I know it's pretty fat, but come on.
2: Like, not it's trying just, to be insensitive here, but I, I've seen a lot of filthy just, movies
3: on certain it's just website violent my phone. method of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, you see, you probably see real horse. What? Pato- anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, I think Mr. that Hands.
1: you know. <laughs> I, th- I think that uh, it's a lot easier on the budget to film the, the pornography or the sex scenes than it is to make convincing and realistic murder sequences, because all you need is two people to fool around and, you yeah. know, kind of get it on to a certain extent. But, you know, to make these, you know, so, you know... the And it's he really looks more like Peter Brady than Bobby. We have to say that. Yeah, let's be honest. But so Peter Brady is standing there, and then they cut to the killer's hand, I think, and a sound. Or do they cut to the killer's eyes?
0: Maybe they cut to the killer's eyes.
1: He's about to come out. Keep talking. I'll, I'll let you know. I love how they walk down that ridiculously wide where spiral the hell staircase. Where is this
2: place where they, there's just all of these open places with ancient artifacts
3: everywhere, and no one runs <laughs> off with them? <laughs> They're not that valuable. You sure? Trust me. Uh, I could open an sense. eBay store with all that crap. Well, <laughs> there was no eBay in 1970. I really
2: think that the majority of the budget had to have been spent on that hotel. Mm the Alfie Coast is not cheap
3: I I mean it it just makes you wonder what the intentions of this film were I'm sure they were there for one day got all the shots they needed and then just went back and started doing porn
2: well I mean seriously it's like softcore was really big and it was acceptable at the time on a worldwide audience and creepy slashery shallow movies were hip at the time you know I mean the only thing that it was missing was maybe Smokey and the Bandit or something like that.
1: And then a couple of zombies.
2: Yeah. Oh my god, he's standing up. Oh. Inside the Amazon horrifying, jungle. Horrifying, dude. <laughs> <Right>. Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. <laughs> um, yeah, it shows the eyes and after he stands up. And then um, it, when it goes back to him, he has his hand on his neck and blood pouring out of it and then the girl instead of screaming or trying to run she just looks at her dead boyfriend and sees the shadow of the erect phallus coming at her (laughs) and it was so funny because like obviously i knew and most people i think know that this movie is the movie where people get killed with a dildo like right off the bat before they even see it So, like, when the movie starts and they're up in the room and they're pouring the um, knockout juice into the cup, like, there's this weird little wooden statue that looks a lot like a penis. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's just going to be dildos all over this movie. um, (laughs) that, That was it. Now, did she bring that from home? Or was
3: that just one of the awesome... Athens she had this thing hotel. with her... She had this thing with her suitcase where no one could look inside of it. She was very protective of it. So I'm right. sure she carted that thing across customs.
1: Yeah. Well, plus she, I, she probably had the killer get-up in there, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably.
3: She didn't mind taking the Bambi out, but she was not going to take that dildo out in front of Dagmar.
2: Yeah, so she knew a little bit more than she's letting on. Mm-hmm. I think she's a liar. Um... <laughs> but as far as um roberto's wife goes vanessa i think the first time we see her is after um ursula faints and when yes. she's coming to that's who's sitting there
1: yep i'm noticing that, took that me now. second time putting those two people together but um but yeah and you know, it, I I think I probably did the movie a little bit of an injustice, if that's even possible, by watching it on on a smaller screen. I think there was a lot of details, um, in, in the in the frames of the of the movie like that the I scenes? probably, well, uh, those details,
3: yeah, I, too I, many I, details,
1: yeah,
0: that. Uh, um,
1: yeah. There's a few things that I'm just kind of picking up this time. Yeah, I, I watched it, it on my um,
2: big screen and I felt like a gynecologist. <laughs> yeah.
3: Did you uh, learn a lot? I did.
2: That's all that matters. I'm like that's what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it's 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 funny cuz like I know some people who when I tell them to go watch this movie are going to tell me that this is the greatest movie they've ever seen because I know some people who like this kind of shit. So, sure. I mean, I know that it obviously has stood the test of time somehow. Um,
1: but yeah, I don't know. Well, that, that's definitely the interesting <laughs> thing. I think this film goes beyond the jalo and becomes just like a a I don't want to say a guilty pleasure cuz cuz there are there are films that are you know they're so bad they're good films and there are a few jolly that are like that but there are also some films that are just plain bad yeah and for whatever for whatever reason they do have a following of people that really like watching them um there was a film uh, I wish I could remember what it was called now um that there's a couple of films that i've seen that are like that where it's like you know there's nothing there really isn't anything worth watching about it except for the fact that it's just so trashy and 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 bad but i think i think this this film kind of transcends just the giallo genre of trashiness and just goes to that next level of pure you know pure, i don't know if you want to call it uh, exploitation or if you want to call it um, Video nasty or, or whatever, um, but I, I just think it it like I said I think it, it's, it's <clears throat> well have you seen got,
2: have you seen um the bloodsucker leads the dance no okay well then forget it who hasn't <laughs> seen that movie
1: because I was thinking of uh, bloody pit of horror did you ever see bloody pit of horror
3: with uh Mickey Are it's like some
1: wrestler there's like a wrestler guy in it yeah yeah. Yeah, like that's a really terrible film, um, but there are so many people that really like it, and and you know, I can see why people would would say this is one of my favorite movies, even though, you know, most of us wouldn't find anything redeeming about it whatsoever. Honestly, and,
2: if you like, this is gonna sound stupid, but if you give it another watch or two, like there are, there's
3: like little things that you catch, and you're like, oh, ooh. There's not enough time in my lifespan. <laughs> <laughs> but guys. what I'm saying
2: is, for for seriousness, like yeah, there's that. But like, just the locations, like if this movie was set in where they shot uh House of Laughing Windows, snooze fest, this would be like the worst. Yeah. Because there's just so much shit to look at, and on IMDb, it's funny. And Eric, I don't know if you saw this on there. But there was a guy... Did you see the comment at the bottom of the page? No. It was basically saying, Hey, indie filmmakers out there, if you want to get at least a two-star review on your movie, all you have to do is shoot it at the Amalfi Coast. It doesn't matter how fucking horrible it is. <laughs> <laughs> just get an automatic. Yeah, you get an automatic two-star just, two just for shooting. <laughs> um, there you go. But, like, it's, it, it's... Here's my... One of my biggest problems with the movie is the actual plot like this is worse than how people talk about an eyeball like why are they still on the fucking tour if people are dying okay there's a bunch of people in this hotel right <clears throat> they, they have to turn away the young runaway couple because they're just jam-packed even though people are getting fucking killed every night in the fucking hotel um but like the reason why the girls are there okay our dad died when we were like five and six The mom, or no, the mom left when we were that age. We haven't seen her since. She's an actress now, so we're obviously cooler than we were three minutes ago. And um, for absolutely no reason, we're going to give her some of Dad's inheritance, and we think she's here. We have no reason to think that. We have no proof. And we're going to spend the rest of the movie not even looking for her. But that's why we're here. It's just that... Part of it was so fucking stupid like if you're gonna go that in depth to put a reason why they're somewhere put that in the movie like there should have been at least one time where she pulled out a picture have you seen this chick have you seen this person we're looking for this person there was no reason for them to be there so that was, like, one of my biggest beefs with it. And Roberto's always worried about, like, the reputation of his hotel. Motherfuckers are getting killed. No one ever leaves. No one ever complains. No one ever storms out. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, you know, like... But I guess that's because everyone in this hotel was a cop. So there was that, too. It's just, like, it just... It seems so... Like, why the fuck were they there? It was It's a beautiful hotel, and I wouldn't want to leave either. Even though it's so fucking gaudy on the inside. But, um... You know, I don't I don't know. That, you know that's my biggest you, problem with it.
3: You just like being shagged, you bitch. Shagged? Shagged? <laughs> yeah, I do. You making fun of my upper midwestern accent?
2: <laughs> hey, Eric, when you go to the grocery store, what do you put your groceries in? A big... No, like what do you push him around the store in? A cart. okay. I thought you were gonna say a wagon. No. A wagon.
3: <laughs> put on my boots to get in my boot.
2: Ooh. Okay.
3: So anyway, yeah. no, I'm not, I definitely I'm not agree with fun you. of your
2: shaggy thing. I'm just much shaggy. Yeah, I'm like shaggy. I'm
3: just trying to quote
2: the film. I know you did get I, I knew just, what
3: happened. You'll just poo poo yeah. on it. <laughs> I wasn't poo-pooing
2: on it. I was gonna poo poo in Chicken Skin's mouth if he tried to put his mouth on my back door. All right, let's 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 just leave him alone. He had like six more years to live. And he had like two pumps to go and he was done. That's why he spent that yeah. time on the mouth bit downstairs. Which is it's nice <laughs> to know that he cares about his partner. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> just, but... Sure, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was agreeing. But what about um, Hair in the Eyes' car? That was a nice fucking... Was that a Jag? That was some sick-ass shit when he was chasing her down the hill. You guys remember? No? Okay.
0: Um,
2: nice fucking car, dude. We'll there, was,
1: there was a couple of different times when there was, um... Like, car chases going on, and I really wasn't sure why they were happening. I don't know if
2: they were necessarily chases. It just looks like that we're road like, is fucking dangerous was, as shit.
1: Right. <laughs> Maybe that's it. He <laughs> just was, uh... He was just following somebody, like it, like three or four different times. He was following people. Yeah,
2: it's gorgeous. I want to go there so bad, dude. If you if you That's haven't funny. seen it on Facebook, I put up links of Google Maps and the slideshows. The slideshows are great, showing you all the places around there. It's gorgeous. That might be on my um, Jalo tour when I go. To- yeah.
3: But um, yeah. Just don't take any pictures inside the hotel rooms. Why? I don't know. I don't know what goes on there. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I'm going to be going on there. <laughs>
2: but anyway.
0: Long yeah. um, story yeah, no, short,
2: I, I, I didn't love this movie. I barely liked it, but I've enjoyed it more after the first viewing, is all I'll say.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the film. I'm not. I, I agree that the plots seem shoehorned in there. Uh, I'm not totally keen on the title either. It doesn't really make sense to me. I know they could have just called it Dagmar. Yeah, I think there was a. I don't know. I guess alternate titles is something we will talk about later.
2: You could talk um, about it now. There was only one one that was different.
3: You're talking about the Curse of Ursa. yeah, which makes a lot more sense because. It makes more sense, but it kind of gives away the...
2: It does. But seriously, Dagmar is the most boring character in the fucking movie. All right. What does she have to do with anything? So she's all into freaking bangs in the eye, okay? She goes downstairs to meet him for lunch, and he apparently did not know he was supposed to meet her at all. He walks right by her, and she gets all pissed off, so pissed off, she asks Roberto to lunch because that seems to be all he does. He walks around a hotel and has drinks with girls, So um, I want that job. Just kidding. And um, so she goes with him to do that. And then when she gets back, she gets in bed next to Ursula, who's pretending to be asleep. She picks up a gold chain and then remembers things that Roberto said to her and then immediately started um, trying to pull all of her hair out of her craw by yanking a chain (laughs) on it. (laughs) <laughs> and like that was probably the most interesting thing that character did the whole movie and I don't understand it
3: at all right. was it even more interesting because Ursula was like 5 feet away from her Ursula was probably going what a fucking slut <laughs> 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 what is she doing I
2: have this giant dildo on the nightstand right here and she's yeah, ripping other she pieces with a chain point. what's she doing right. yeah Some girls like chains Who knows?
3: Who are we to judge? Yeah,
2: I I think that the... Did you guys... Did the telepathic thing with Ursula help or hinder the story
3: for you? Or did you guys even give a shit at this point? (laughs) To be honest, I didn't give a shit. But it also did not help the story at all. Uh, Like I said, it it just felt muddled. The psychiatrist was there for his five-second payday. And it was just too much and the, the daddy issue storyline was was enough for me I thought and the fact that she was maybe a little psychotic and thinking that she was her father or something like that I didn't need the, the whole supernatural aspect to it Chris
2: were you concerned that she was going to scuff her thigh high <laughs> boots
1: when she got on her knees in the little tiny chapel on the hill yeah I- that, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's another really strange <laughs> scene. We're all glad. Her, Like, her...
2: Yelling at the statue she... of weird Jesus.
1: With no face or something? Yeah. Did it have no face? Is yeah, there was no, like, no face.
2: It was just, like, the hair. It was just, like, a metal, like, modern art thing, which looked weird in there. I mean, I'm sure it was old, too, but it looked more modern than the rest of that room did.
3: Yeah, it was yeah. out of place.
1: I mean, I I really did feel like, um, you know, the the audience that the film was intended for, which is somebody, you know, you go you go and s- sit in this social gathering, and this movie comes on, and every once in a while you you look up and pay attention a little bit to what's going on to see if there's anything interesting that's going to happen. Yeah. And that that's what happened to me with this film. It was like. Wait, she's now she's in a, she's in some kind of a crypt that that looks like a chapel. Now here are these two weird people walking down a very wide stone spiral staircase. And, and of course, you know, I'm looking for points for the, for the website. So as soon as I see a spiral staircase, I, 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 my ears prick up. So, uh, I don't know why my ears would since I would be looking at it. But anyway, it's it's fine. Um, (laughs) and then, um, I, I, and again, that weird staircase with all the Christmas balls on top of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It. It's, you, you might be right. it. I might give it another watch if I'm drunk enough. Um, but and you got I don't you got to be in the mood to read a shit ton of weird crap. Yeah, that's true too. And and when I'm half drunk, I don't want to read subtitles. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Um. But the whole softcore porn thing, it's kind of like, I, I don't know, maybe it, it has a much more of a of an appeal to the audience it was intended for because, you know, um, here in 2014, I mean, we're all jaded by how available pornography is. And I'm not. In, 19, in <laughs> You're not jaded. <laughs> in 1978, it's kind of like, whoa, here's a movie and look at what's going on in this movie. And, Do you think um, you I'm, would you know, like on, this
2: movie better if those scenes were cut out?
1: yeah I think so i think it was that's balderdash i th- i think that uh you know maybe uh they could they could have chopped those down a little bit but uh class i don't think they a little have, bit. i don't know about classing it up but i i you know i think that uh i don't think they had much t- to to do uh, that you know i i i think they needed all of those scenes to fill up the time because they really didn't have much else uh of a story so it, what's really funny about it for me, which is when I'm watching it, is like, we, you know, when you used to watch the pornos that were were actually a film that had a storyline, you would fast forward through the storyline until the sex started, and you'd watch the sex. And then when the sex was over, you'd fast forward and you'd through the storyline. I've never and done that th- before, and I think you're a pervert. With with this <laughs> with this <laughs> film, I was doing the exact opposite. I was watching. The film for its actual, you know, content, and then when the when the ridiculously silly porn scene started, I'd fast-forwarded to them to get to the next one. And it, part of it was because I was on the train and there was somebody sitting next to me. And... <laughs> <laughs> so fucking awkward. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little out there, but Did I you mean, say
3: just wait for the giant wooden dildo. you
1: watching? your mom. <laughs> oh.
3: It's just insensitive. Uh, it's just so
1: it's, you know, it's just. Uh, I think you're right. I think you know. I, I I may return to this thing one day down the line, but I, I think, think you it's going to be a while.
2: Be more likely to because you have a kind of weirdo crush on Ursula. Oh, I do. Yeah.
1: Well. But she doesn't really do I anything funny. I was asking fun. you a question
2: earlier, and I was very, very serious about it. I freaked out when she got on her knees in that stone little chapel on those fucking thigh high boots because she's going to scuff the shit out of the toes and the knees are going to be all (laughs) fucked up. Those boots were gorgeous and she just freaking got all in the rocks on them and I was just like what is she doing
1: it didn't look like she knew how to walk in them, either. Oh,
2: my gosh. Well, she knew how to fall down in them a lot. She fainted a couple cool. times. Um, but her little monologue with the no-face Jesus was actually kind of hardcore. Like, she's a deep, deep bitch, dude. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? a lot going on up there. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. The other thing that was funny, her she kept talking about how um Bangs was gonna kill her and he kinda did. Did you get did you give her a murder point or an accidental death
1: point? Oh she got an accidental death
2: Because she knew he was gonna kill
1: her. That's true. I didn't really look into it that 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 much. I I um uh, I was I'm watching it and I'm like oh okay, there, was, it's there was great foreshadowing and then all of a sudden she
3: just
1: her, all of a sudden she just disappears. She doesn't really fall out the window. It's
3: not very climactic.
1: Yeah. She's just kind of disappear. It's almost like that that scene in, um Mahalan Drive. I don't know if you guys have oh, ever seen yeah, that film, but dude. where the one woman walks into the into the room and and turns around and the other woman's gone. She's just disappears. well, she did she, she did
2: fall. She didn't just vanish like when you drop a blue box on the floor. So
1: right. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, but um,
1: but that's what it reminded me of. It wasn't like you know most of these giallos have this ending where you at least see the dummy
2: falling out of the building at least
1: the dummy they couldn't do the dummy i guess they ran out of
2: budget yeah but she did get warned. there was some good foreshadowing there her sister's like get away from the window and she's like there is some half glass here it's fine oh yeah that's true so like it had all of the elements of things you're supposed to have in a movie to make a good
3: movie but it just somehow didn't work right did you it's a failure in execution all the way i think it just like what chris was saying that the uh the cheap sets that they used and and things like that that they just they overspent on some things didn't spend enough on other things and i think the the underdevelopment of ursula was just a shame uh i really was getting into that speech i wanted to know more because obviously it didn't make sense to me what she was talking about at the time and I wanted to know... I'm like, oh, well, I'll figure it out as the movie goes along. And I, I just never felt like I did, which was a right. shame.
2: On around minute 54, there, um, it's when um, Flip O'Hare... Um, was walking Stella back from some, I think it was her picking up the heroin, like she grabbed the package and he grabbed her by the arm and they went back to his car when they're walking across there's a cutaway shot to an orange dog sitting in a window
1: <laughs> I remember that. did that did. dog
2: look
3: like a person? are you yeah. at minute 54 right now in your screening? yeah Oh, I just uh, thought you were pulling this one. No, over. no.
2: Seriously, the dog looks like a person, and it's kind of freaking me out. Like, it looks it human. Looks,
1: it, looks like the, it looks like the kind of person that would that would live in that house. Like, just kind of... But it, it has, like, it, even it, human features in its dog face. Yeah, even if it was a human, it's just kind of, like, sitting there on the window ledge, just kind of looking out like, I'm Italian, and I'm... Um, I don't really give a what
2: shit. Kind of,
3: what kind of medicine are you using for your spider bite? Right now, I'm <laughs> only using ibuprofen because I ran
2: out of all the good stuff. But, oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that dog is dead by now, which is also a sad thought. That is really sad. I hate when I see animals in old movies. I always think about them not being alive anymore. But it's uh, a lot of acid. Yeah, but no, that dog looked like a person, and it's very frightening. Um, so, there's that. Um, But yeah, like um, The boots, the dog Oh, we haven't even talked about The awful camel toe inducing Red outfit Dagmar was wearing For a good third of the movie Red jeans and a red top Who does she think she is? It's fucking out of control Even for 78, man That was nasty Nasty, nasty
3: No? Got it it. Okay I was a fan (laughs) Uh, that was just... I do have to say, Chris, in your your review here, you're actually slightly more fair to the film than you were on your JALO score review.
2: Because he's had time to think about
3: it.
1: Because <laughs> I mean, you guys are always planting the seed of doubt. That's why. It's I'm... not
3: doubt. It was scathing. It was a scathing review. I don't oh, Go is, check it out. Well,
1: I think what it
2: is, is I read some really scathing reviews of this movie. So in reading chris's i thought it was actually quite normal yeah and i like well, it's how normal, he's like but it's also... if you like these crappy trashy jallows you might want to pick uh creeps favorite three here they are
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what well, you know and that's what i've got to say you know i always look for the the positive aspects of every of every film that i watch or that we review and and it's uh, the sister of ursula has definitely given me a newfound appreciation for even eyeball and strip nude because we're talking about um the difference between dun, you know dun, 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 dun. Right. The, the, these films um they've got so much more uh or so much better production value right off the gate or right out of the gate uh compared to this one i mean again you know you've got this Amalfi coast thing that pretty much just kind of films itself. You just have to point a camera at it and you're, you're good. But with, um, with strip nude and bloody Iris and eyeball, I mean, you know, those those are are fun movies to watch my friend. And they're, they're, you know, they're not serious, jolly and you know, they're, they're pretty trashy in in their own right. But compared to, um, Ursula, I mean,
0: it it just breaks my
2: heart a little bit
1: that you had to watch sister of
2: Ursula to be able to respect those movies
0: makes me sad
2: (laughs) and i'm sitting here watching the movie in the background and i'm thinking to myself the chick who plays dagmar gets the script and she goes all these people get sex scenes and i have to fuck a chain
0: like like,
2: what what and so she what are you gonna remember she goes to the director and he's like okay now this is what i want you to do (laughs)
3: Oh my god, that's just too much. You're going to remember the chain. You're not going to remember Peter Brady rubbing his hand I'm actually going to remember
2: victim number one. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and if you guys try to Google an an image for this movie, that's basically all you're going to find. Like, trying to find, like, non-pervy pictures for this movie, I had to go deep into Google, people.
0: Deep. Yeah.
2: Deep. <laughs> I had to lube up to be able to get in to find that stuff. Did you get nose deep? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, if you guys want to hear a little um, bit that's more like filmic, if that's a word I just made up, more um, deep, if you notice whenever there's a sex scene or um, like the, a kill scene, let's say, it cuts away to a shot of the coast. And this is what I figured. The peninsula it's showing is symbolic of the phallus. And the wet water surrounding it is symbolic of the um, secretions that flow and make evil of the world. But at the same time, it's beautiful. (laughs) Even though the waves crash violently against the hard rocks, from a distance... It's gorgeous. I think that's what the director was trying to say. Well, he won.
3: It's hard to see the forest from the trees. There's a lot of forestry in this movie.
2: And it's not an island when you live on it. Or I can't remember that Jaws line. It's close enough. Yeah.
3: <sighs> so, does that mean we liked it? I think so. I think this is all going to be a number one on our list. See, the funny <laughs> thing is, when I heard what the, that we were going to do this movie and I knew what it was about, I was
2: like, "Oh shit, dude! I hope we don't do it before the first or the second ten because I don't know if I'm going to be able to like put a movie in that might compete with Eyeball. This is going to be crazy. What am I going to do?" Um, yeah. So shockingly enough it didn't matter but um, this is no eyeball no eyeball <laughs> right. people no. dun dun no yeah. dun da, dun dun <clears throat> ba 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 ba
0: <clears throat> what I love about Jenny
2: is when she gets ready she does her hair first, her makeup, then her scarf <laughs> yeah. doesn't she do her pits yeah too? W- with perfume and then apparently I guess we're supposed to believe that she's going to do clothes soon after but um, never gets that far. Yeah, that's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Jenny is fun. Okay, so um, that was. Oh, let's talk about some background info. Do you have any of that?
3: Uh, the, I think I kind of we just kind of sprinkled it in throughout uh, talking about. I mean, it, it got that X certificate in Europe. No surprise. Uh, known also as Curse of Ursula, which may be a bit too telling as far as the title, which. Maybe why they switched it to Sister of Ursula, even though... You should have called I guess Dagmar was kind of Dagmar. Of... There you go. Oh, Ooh. that's jellified. Yeah. Um, didn't have too much on the casting crew. I don't know if you guys had anything about Enzo Milioni, the director, or... Uh, he also wrote this one. Uh, Mimi Uva did the music. I think this is the first film we got from Mimi. Oosh. And hopefully the last.
2: I'm gonna try oh to get God. as m- many of these songs as I can, guys.
3: I think.
1: I think that. I think there's only one
3: song. No, there's there's the I song,
2: can... and then there's like a the suspenseful song. theme, and then there's, a love theme. Yeah. Okay. If you go
3: to like a, it's like it says it's a trailer, but all it is is clips from the movie set to I think the three different themes that there are.
2: Shut up. Send me that link. Stat.
3: I think it's only. <laughs> I think it's only three and a half minutes long, but. So it's probably short versions of the songs, but I will send it to you. That three and a half minutes is going to play on loop underneath this whole show. Now I feel kind of weird talking to you guys with that music playing beneath us right now. Uh Oh. I feel like I should be spraying perfume on my armpits. You should, if they're that hairy. (laughs) Oh. All right. I don't. I, yeah, we talked about the actors and the other stuff they've been in. Mark Perel who played Flippy Hair.
2: Let me ask you this, he, do you guys know why they put his name in a box? They did this on another movie we went over. There was one actor whose name in the credits was in a box. Yeah, I
3: don't know. He yeah, I don't I mean, I don't necessarily think he was the star of the film or anything. He was in a couple Fulci films, Don't Torture a Duckling and the Psychic before this one, but then he died at 34 years of age, tragically, in 1983, hmm. from heroin, I believe from heroin, his heroin addiction, but maybe not. I know that that killed his career, basically, after this film. Maybe it was
2: hair on his face, and he just yes. read it
3: wrong. Maybe that's what I, dang it. Hmm. I mean, sorry, I did him a disservice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the rest of the actresses, we mentioned Barbara Magnolfi, who played Ursula, as being in Suspiria, uh, and she was actually married to Mark Perel for some time, Ooh. so they never had really an association in this film. And I don't really know when they were married. I just saw that they were married at one point. And then uh, Dagmar, she had a couple small roles in Zombie and Nightmare City after this film, but didn't really do too much after that stuff. So, so shockingly, you're telling us that
2: this movie might have hurt
3: people's careers? <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I think Barbara Magnolfi's had a decent run, possibly. Um, But yeah, for the most part, I don't think we'll ever hear from many of these people again. Unless we go pre-1978, which I suppose is a possibility. Did you guys
2: also notice how none of the negligees fit their upper
3: boobage? Yes. And no one seemed to care? I'm sure that was unintentional
1: they probably were, were they were probably made for bustier women so. yeah, and
3: Sarah Jessica Parker couldn't even keep her
2: damn robe shut she's <laughs> like what are you looking at well your
3: fur box and your
2: boobies hanging out
3: <laughs> did you did you like all the different scenes when it was they weren't being very uh, I guess secretive about what they were showing like the girl who kneeled down to pick something up just letting it all hang out there.
2: Yeah, that's Jenny, and Jenny lets everyone see um, all over that. The
3: the, be- the bearded claim. The
2: Jennifer's body. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all sorts think... of lab, inner, outer, right. to the side, underneath, whatever. We got it. Majora, yeah. Minorah. I saw her uterus. <laughs> it looked like a hat
1: <laughs> with
3: horns. <laughs> I don't think we got as far as the fallopians, but pretty close. <laughs> I said to that girl, you have one very attractive cervix,
2: ma'am.
0: <laughs> Did she oh,
2: slap you? No, she called her friend and I gave her some money and
3: she had him come over and they were made out on the bed.
2: Did you watch that part of the movie?
3: And then she asked you why you didn't want to... Yeah be involved in it. And I'm
2: like, I thought you were a lesbian. You're throwing feminism back 30 years. And she's like, I don't care. And I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. So I just scored like 10 points with um, the women uh, in our audience, all three of them.
3: So uh, pretty pretty excited about that because that's the first time that's ever happened, I think. This whole film kind of (laughs) sets feminism back in a way when you think about how she was channeling her father and her father was... You know, anti-women's sexual liberation. Well, it's because his wiener didn't work. It was, exactly. It was a terrible blow. Uh, terrible. all right. <laughs> I'm done with this movie. How have we talked about it for an hour and a half? Okay. <laughs> Has anyone talked about this movie for an hour? I don't know. Never. Are we in the Guinness Book of World Records now? If so, I think so. It's a terrible blow. <laughs> this was a terrible blow to my reputation yeah
2: well you picked it my friend so maybe you could redeem yourself now whoa what a segue
3: yeah (laughs) oh are you saying i okay Uh, or
2: whatever now we're gonna tell you guys the viewers or listeners since you can't see us um and i was pointing my finger at you but you guys still can't see me um we're gonna tell you what the next three movies we're gonna do after next week's movie are going to be, and then you, the listeners, are going to go to our Facebook page and vote for which one you want us to do first, second, and third. People power! Because we care
3: about the Peeps. Yeah. You're the ones that picked this one to go second. Yep. Just reminding you all.
2: Yeah, and left my poor pajama girl case to do Pajama. Pajama. Pajama
3: Mama. Oh, we'll have fun with that one. Uh, Summer <laughs> Slam Pajama Jam 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 Jam.
0: Because you're yeah. a woman.
2: <laughs> so, um, let's talk about what our next picks are going to be. This is pretty exciting. Okay. I'm, I'm even going to write them down in a notebook while we say it. Be
3: able to, That's a good plan. Be a little
2: professional. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Who wants to go first? One if you're not it. One if you're not it. Not it. Alright. going first, Eric. So once again, I'm going with the voice of the people. They wanted Sister of Ursula. Okay. I'm going with another film that was uh, requested, I believe, in an email sent to us. This film is from 1972. That's your first clue. Second clue, the director is Tonino Valeri. Okay. I already saw the email, so... Oh, that's right. You did, didn't you? Um... So I'm kind of going with my trend of picking the child killing films just to keep you guys on edge. I'm going with My Dear Killer. Oh, great movie. Not so much child killing as for those. My Dear
2: Killer. <laughs> nice. That's a good one.
3: All right. Very Thank cool. You. I'm I'm looking for redemption.
2: Well, in my pick, I'm looking For the exact opposite. I'm looking for hate mail, because I'm going outside (laughs) the box, and I'm not referring to Ursula's or anyone else in that movie. I'm referring to then you'd be going inside. Yeah. Uh,
0: There's
2: Um, I'm I'm picking a movie that um is not really maybe what people would call a shallow but what people would call this director's shallow attempt. Uh-huh. So what I am wanting to, us to watch is Alfred Hitchcock's frenzy. And some people uh-huh. might get mad about this, but this is again, you know, mid late seventies, these movies are getting really hot all over the world hitchcock's like "Fuck that i could i could do that just like he did with psycho and what was that movie um diabolique was that what it was that he saw and he's like shit, i could do that and he went and did psycho this mm-hmm. was like the same kind of thing he saw all these movies popping up and he's like i could do that and he did this so it's not quite in the vein but it kind of is. So um, if you guys don't want to do it, I could pick my next pick. But um, no way. if you think this is good to do, I'm excited to try it.
3: I'm stewing yeah. mad, but I'll do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm excited for that because I've never seen it. So. Lovely. So, uh, it's great. Also from 1972, coincidentally enough.
3: Yeah, you better not screw this up now.
1: No, I, I am going to screw it up. Oh. Only by one year, so. Okay. But okay. Which? So, um, so we have my dear killer, which is a very straightforward, very plot-heavy jallo, and we have frenzy, which is, you know, basically it's Hitchcock. So we're talking about taking up the quality level by several notches compared to what we typically uh, review here. Um, so I'm going to act as the... Um, creep-creeperson. The creep-creeperson of the group. <laughs> and it's about time that I threw my sleaze hat into the ring. Um, I would like to suggest a very sleazy giallo from 1971, directed by Fernando de Leo, Uh and it stars Klaus Kinski... Uh, and it's called Slaughter Hotel. Ooh. It's also known as the Cold Blooded Beast, and uh, it is killed great...
3: seven times.
1: <laughs> the Cold Blooded Beast killed seven times, and uh, I'm excited because uh, I've only seen this uh, one time. I liked it. It's really, it's really, really trashy, but it is a a jalo, and. Um, if uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the old VHS covers, but the uh, the film uh, used to have this really large axe on the VHS cover. Um, it was almost like a medieval axe slaughter hotel, yeah, okay, with a, the, a place where nothing is forbidden. So there's a lot of like uh, weird, kinky, sex things going on. It is definitely not a softcore pornography movie. Unfortunately for Creep. Are you but, serious? Um, it, 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 there is a lot of sex in the film, but it is a uh, a pretty interesting jalo. But like I said, very trashy. So um, it may be difficult to find for our audience. I will do some research to see if it's online or anything. Um, it was put out by Shriek Show uh, on DVD, but it is out of print. So. Um, I don't know how easy it is going to be to get a, a copy of it, but there's i will uh, I'll I'll do some research and post to the website, or to the Facebook page if I find anything. Nice.
2: Well, that that's a good smorgasbord right there. Definitely.
3: Isn't that a Swedish word? What's an Italian word for smorgasbord?
2: Buffet. There you go. That's about- French. Okay.
1: Uh, lunch. Anti, it's anti pasta. There you go. I guess it's like antimatter.
2: If it comes into contact with real pasta, the world will explode. So,
3: yeah. That sounds like a creepy pasta. Yeah. All right. All right yeah, that off. was awesome. Okay.
1: Oh, uh, just a quick, 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 quick update. I just found the copy of Slaughter Hotel on YouTube. Oh,
2: is it just under Slaughter Hotel?
1: There you go. It's under Slaughter Hotel. It's it's the English dub, and it's got some Chinese letters uh, in the title of the YouTube video, which is kind of strange, but it's in English.
3: That's Bill Gates to the rescue. Yeah. Awesome. Doesn't he run YouTube? I don't know. Google Gates. Google owns YouTube, sure. right?
2: That's right.
0: Yeah. That's it. All
2: right.
1: Awesome. I'm, I'm looking for... Uh, <laughs> Looking to see if they censored any of the nudity in the film. And if, if you can't
2: find Frenzy, go to your mom's
3: house, and I'm sure she has one VHS. So. <laughs> in a box set. Yeah. <laughs> box set VHS. I think by the screenshot for the film of someone getting their naked buttocks massaged that they probably didn't cut out any of the nudity from Slaughter Hotel. Because so that's what I'm looking at right now. Okay, yep. Just reporting on that.
1: That's funny cuz that's the exact same scene I was in. Yeah, the nudity is, is totally intact, so
3: nice. And My Dear Killer is also knock knock on uh YouTube. And if if
2: knock. you want to watch these movies on YouTube, do it in the next 3 minutes after listening to this cuz last time we threw out a YouTube link, the movie got pulled
3: down pretty much immediately. So Yeah, I didn't realize we were we had such large pull yeah. in the industry. It might just be a <laughs>
2: Facebook plug-in kind of thing, but uh, you never know. They,
3: they always they all talk to each yeah, other. Yeah,
2: bastards. All right, well, um, I guess now we will play the trailer for the Jam Jam Jamma Mama Mama Girl case, which because
1: we'll, you're a woman.
2: Chris will just keep singing to us. So I hope I hope you enjoyed listen, this filthy uh... filthy episode and all the amazing <laughs> music. Play it underneath. Um, oh yeah, I do want to just say on the last episode, I accidentally put a song from the Red Queen kills seven times because I just heard kids singing and I assumed it was Hussar uh, Die. And then when I finally got to the Hussar Die soundtrack and put it in there, I was like, wait a second, I already have kids singing. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, no one will notice. Nope. Within like a day, someone's like, hey, I don't understand what song that was I'm around minute seven. And I'm like, oh, someone noticed.
3: Step it up. Yeah,
2: I I got (laughs) to set my game up. A tinge. So, yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So here is the trailer for uh, Pajam Girl Case. And until next time, everybody, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao,
0: ciao. This is Timpson. Listen closely,
2: Morris. The killer did that to the body because he
0: was frightened. In fact, he was probably more scared than the girl herself. Possibly, she knew him, or her. I understood the fact that the killer could be a woman.
2: She'd ask me if she could stay over,
0: as if she was scared to go home alone. I don't know. I kept telling you that Evelyn was in love with you. Oh, I kind of doubt that. You can get yourself in a lot of trouble. My name is Patricia Dorsey. The girl that was killed is my daughter. It's disgusting the way you put her on show.
2: You're never gonna find out who the killer is until you find out who the girl is.
0: You've got to let that body be seen by as many people as you can.
2: The only thing women like you are good for is sex. Do you want the money? Mm-hmm. Go, go and get the hell out of here. <laughs>
0: You and your filthy bastard child.
2: All I want is to have it thrown.
0: Nothing. I got nothing.
2: Nothing. Stop for a second. No, Give I'm the one who killed her.
0: I'm just a stupid immigrant. Go do your homework. And don't ever let me catch you reading this crap again. Now get out of here. Before I beat the shit out of you.
3: No. You're always chasing the girls out at the beach. Everything's against you, everything! Come on, Quint, confess! That poor girl is not Patricia's daughter. <laughs> I think I'm gonna meet the
2: pajama girl's killer tonight. I've got an appointment with him. Now, he's not very bright.
3: He could be dangerous.